Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Versecast, the Star Citizen podcast. My name is John Abraham. I'm Caleb Worth. And I am Gleep. Welcome to episode two of the Versecast, recorded on September 22nd, 2014. Yeah, we got dates in there now. Yeah. We're, we're rolling with the, the big podcast dogs now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's uh, just jump right into the news because we got quite a bit to cover today. So, um, uh, this is the Versecast News on episode five. Or what? Okay, okay, I'm done. Um, all right, so we hit fifty-three million. Woohoo! All right, so the stretch goals here are the Arbiters Guild, which we're actually going to cover in the topic of the week. Uh, later on and then another cool thing is they're introducing 10 future ship upgrades that they're allowing everyone to vote on and whichever upgrade has the most votes everyone is going to get for free if they back before 55 million and um, I just closed the tab that showed all the okay here we go um so there's a bu- there's a ballistic cannon, a laser cannon, a ballistic Gatling gun, laser repeater, neutron cannon, missiles, power plant, shield generator, and a cooling system. So that's some pretty cool stuff in there. And personally, I voted on the ballistic Gatling gun because the name of it is the Preacher Inquisition. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all I voted on for. Like that's all I needed. Uh. Well, I, I, so, vo- uh, I voted for the uh, shield generator because I, I need something to protect me while I'm running away. Yeah, <laughs> I voted. I voted for the lightsaber. <laughs> the lightsaber. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, the um, the preacher Inquisition is actually winning right now, but it's pretty close to the cooling system, which is uh, it's at uh. The uh, preachers at twenty two percent, cooling systems at twenty one, and then in third is the uh, the shield generator. Oh, um, at thirteen percent. So those ones have a pretty a pretty heavy lead. Oh. I'm kind of I'm kind of surprised that a cooling system is uh, you know neck and neck with a a ballistic Gatling gun. <laughs> I guess well, it's pretty cool. Well, the yeah. the few times that I've been in the dogfighting module, um, I've run into like a system shutdown because things were too hot, you know. And I don't know what causes that or anything, but I, um, maybe that's just like a regular thing. And so, a cooling system would help with that. It's true. Yep, for sure. That could be it. I've got to. I've got to vote. <laughs> All right, so. The other big news is V9 finally dropped. Yay. And uh, so everything's there, but the biggest, pretty much the biggest thing that everybody was looking forward to is not working, and that is private matches. Yeah. yeah. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty bummed about that. Yeah. Um, but I know that they're working hard on getting it up there, so. Yeah, I mean, the the, the racing module itself is, uh, is, is a lot of fun, and... Um... I, it would be more fun if it could race with your friends, but you know it's they they got to get it right. So yeah, and they because there isn't even AI, is there? No, no, it's but you can do matchmaking. 
Um, it's unclear. It seems like um, I haven't been able to myself, but I've watched uh, some YouTube videos of people that uh, will set up a match and then people come and join them and uh, then they race and uh, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, we we jumped in there on um, the Friday that it released. Mm-hmm. Was it that Friday? Yeah. Yeah. And um, private matches weren't working at all. And it kind of bummed me out, so I I, I kind of stopped playing the uh, Arena Commander after that. But once the private matches come out, I'm I'm going all in, and I'm going to be playing that. Probably going to be streaming on my Twitch channel too. So excellent, excellent. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Count me in. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so friend codes on top of that. I mean, that goes along with the private matches. They're broken. Uh. <laughs> But friend codes, everybody loves friends. friend codes. It's the best way to play multiplayer. Yes. You know, start up your match, and then not even able to copy the code or <laughs> even copy a code that somebody sends you in, like, a different messaging system and then copy it into the dialog box. You just have to type it manually. It kind of it makes it that much more immersive. <laughs> so, yeah. My typing has ex- right. improved exponentially. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so we got Vandal Swarm Co-op. Again, broken. Um, but that'll be exciting when it's not broken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got Flyable M50 and 350R. And I don't know if this was a question that needed answering, but I didn't know if I could fly like my Aurora or any other ship in the racing module you can but you can yeah Yeah. so anything that's flyable in um like dogfighting is flyable for racing yeah it's um it's interesting because i um i have both of the racing ships and i've been uh crashing with them quite uh regularly uh so i just for grins i took the aurora out and i'm able to uh take it up to full speed and go through uh the course uh many times before crashing and so I'm I'm actually enjoying my flying my Aurora more than my racing ships. Yeah. And you posted on the forums on uh Heroes Tavern that uh you can't go fast enough to black out. Is that true? You know, someone said that um and I don't know if it was on another podcast or um if I read it in the forums um but I did notice that um I haven't come close in my Aurora. So I haven't tested it mm-hmm. explicitly, but I do believe that um, its lower speed uh, makes it more difficult. It it tops out at 150 meters per second, um, whereas the uh, M50 and uh, uh, 350R are 280 and 300 respectively. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so it's it's a lot slower. Yeah, well, I I raced mine my Aurora a little bit, and uh, I was getting some, you know, pre blackout effects, so I slowed it down. But I don't know if you could keep going and actually black out. Yeah, you know, I don't know for sure, but um, uh, it's it's certainly uh, harder. Mm-hmm. So. And it would also probably depend on if you have the, um, you know, flight control systems active or not, whether or not they're adjusting your um, turning and stuff so that you don't black out. Oh, yeah, that that too, yeah, yeah. No, we need to get a we need to get Auroras out there and race. Yeah. yeah. How about uh, constellations? <laughs> hey, if you want to buy me one, I'm I'm all I'm all over that. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I was telling Gleep they should <laughs> they should add some kind of mode that has like weapon drops and power ups and stuff and make it kind of like Mario Kart. I think that'd then, be fun. And then they should just sell it to Disney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, or yeah, I'm, I'm thinking the uh, <laughs> the uh, constellation would have a hard time getting through the uh, the rings. Oh yeah, they need, need some bigger rings. You'd have to get some bigger rings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so we got leaderboards in V9, mm-hmm. and uh, they do appear to be working. So. You can you can see how you stack up against all the other people. Or, and or, where, where do you find that? Where do you find the leaderboards? A tab key. Okay, in the game. Better good. Yeah, I don't know if it's on the website yet. I know they had talked about that, and that was one of the things that had been a blocker leading up to uh, releasing point nine. Um, that they had to get the hooks in it so that they could report out to the website, but um, okay, I haven't so seen anything about that. But it should be there eventually? Eventually, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I heard on Guard Frequency, I think it was, that uh, somebody suggested to put the leaderboard in the hangar on, like, a holographic screen or something. Yeah. And you could, like, customize what it shows on there. Yeah. I think that that's kind of a cool idea. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sign me up. All right. Yeah. So uh, we got updated ship performance. Um, everything is twice as fast, right? I think it's – I don't know because I didn't check the speeds before, um, but uh, it uh, it's kind of hard to believe that my M50 would only go – or that my um, uh, Aurora would only go 75 before um, – but maybe that was uh, a top speed. But it is faster. Uh-huh. It is faster. So yeah. if it's twice as fast, I don't know. But uh, the racing ships, like in free flight, are a lot of fun because you can just get them up to full speed before you run into the boundary and blow up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, then last few things. Uh, we got a HUD update. So that's exciting. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm, I... I don't know. <laughs> like I said in la- the last episode, I'm not that into like dogfighting games. So, like I don't know. I and I'm not that I'm not a big fan of HUD in any game. So, <laughs> so if there's HUD, I either try to disable it or I don't pay attention to anything. Like it's just a bunch of words on my screen. And I'm probably, like, everybody that likes this kind of stuff is, like, they hate me now, and they're shutting off the show. <laughs> no, come back. <laughs> um. So, yeah, and then they updated the hangers. Yes. And I, th- I honestly, I'm not sure if I like the, um, gosh, I forgot what they're called. What are the names of the hangers? Well, there's the asteroid hanger. Um, <laughs> right, yeah. And then the uh, deluxe hanger is the Revel in York, I think. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Yep. Uh, no, the Revel. Yep. Revel in York is the deluxe hanger. Yeah. And then uh, the formerly business hanger is the Eurovi- Euroview hanger. Okay. And then the default one is the Selfland hanger. Yeah. And uh, so the Selfland, I I have the deluxe, so I can look through all of these. 
So if you go to your if you go to my hangar on RSI, you can uh, switch between the ones that. So if you have the deluxe, you can switch between anything below it. Yeah, and that goes for uh, the business one also. So I went through and looked through all of them. The Selfland is pretty basic. It I think it does look better than the old one for sure. Yeah. Um, and it has an elevator now, which yes. is pretty cool. Yes. Um, but it is kind of dirty looking, and there's there's some junk laying around. Um, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to you people on down there that have the self land hanger, uh-huh. but. <laughs> um, and then the Euro Eurovue hanger has this awesome he- uh, elevator that's like a cylinder thing right in the middle and you can go up into it and then there's like a catwalk that goes around to two other elevators and i don't know i i almost think i like the Euroview more than the revel in york Hmm. although the revel in york is really nice too and and it it has like this, this these wood accents and like the texture and the the lighting on the wood is just like perfect. It's it's fantastic. I think one of the best things they did was just raise the ceiling so that it kind of makes a bit more sense with the large ships in there. Yeah. And they they I think they like totally did the lighting, totally redid right. the lighting yeah. as well. Yeah. Because um yeah, before I could barely see like the contour of my constellation but now it's just totally lit. It's a lot nicer. Yeah. And I heard somewhere that you can you can do a different color inside the Revel in York if you don't want all the white everywhere, that you can like do a darker color, that you can import oh. something. But I don't that know how. That would be nice. Yeah, I don't know how. I just huh. I, um, I just heard them talking about it like it was a thing. So, I don't know. Yeah. Keep your ears open for that. But... Yeah. The Revel in York is definitely nice, but I kind of like the more industrial feeling of the other ones well let me tell you a little bit about the asteroid hangar because uh if industrial sit back for this one (laughs) if industrial is what you want uh, you get plenty uh, of that with the asteroid hangar um i i think um on the previous uh, our previous show i was wishing for a man cave in space and uh, that is exactly what i got um, it's it's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are, there are arcing cables running through puddles of water. I mean, there are broken windows. It's it's it looks like there's just been a battle in there. Um, there's like half-eaten Dorito yeah. bags and stuff. Well, there's 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 a half drunk a half drunk bottle of whiskey in one of the lockers. Yeah, so <laughs> um, it's um, you know it, it's. I was a little surprised, you know, because it wasn't cheap. I mean, it was uh, yeah. it was fifty bucks, but you know, I I knew that once I got it, I would be able to. I had a couple of other hanger upgrades that I would be able to to melt down and, and use for something else. So I'm not glad. I'm not sorry I got it, but um, I was just mm-hmm. a bit surprised at first. I thought it was going to be um, um, a little bit nicer, but you know, since the others are are so um, are so neat and tidy, especially the uh, the Revel New York and the um, uh, the old business hanger. Uh, I, I guess, and you know, it's kind of cool to have a, sort of a bachelor pad. Yeah, the Revel in York, or not the Revel in York, the uh, the business hangar, the Euroview. Yeah, has these really crazy 
uh, like piston things going on in the corners. Oh yeah, I saw those. Did you check those out? Yeah, I'm not sure what those are. They're really cool. Like just to look at. I don't. I don't. I doubt they like do anything, but they're they're pretty crazy looking. I think you can see them in uh, like the trailer. Oh, okay. For the for the new hangers. But it's not clear what they do or what they're supposed to represent. I I doubt. Yeah, I doubt they actually do anything. Yeah. Or yeah. I, they probably won't even explain what they are. They're just pretty cool to look at. <laughs> well, one really cool thing about the asteroid hangers is over all the landing pads, the doors are in the ceiling. So um, uh. um, I, I think the all the other hangers, the doors are in the front that you're going to fly out. Yeah. Uh, so, but I think with the asteroid hanger, you're going to have to drop down in. So I'm, I'm looking forward mm. to that. Uh. Uh, although um, I don't know if... Um, uh, I know that... Uh, uh, Chris had said that for landing in space stations that it was going to be primarily instanced. So um, I'm, I'm hoping that we get to get to land in our own uh, hangar and it isn't just an instance thing. Yeah, I I get the feeling that the the asteroid hangar is targeted towards pirates. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if there's actually any purpose in having an asteroid hangar. Like, are you actually hiding in an asteroid to get away from somebody, or? I think that's part of it, um, and they did, uh, I did hear on, uh, oh, I wish I could remember the show, I think it was, it might have been um, uh, an interview with Ben Lesnick where they were talking about um, where the hangars are actually going to be located, and so... It will be possible to have uh, a hangar in an asteroid field, so huh. you know that that would be kind of cool. Yeah, I just I guess I got the impression that the hangars were sort of a private thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you like once you go into them, like nobody can touch you. Like you're not even on like the same server anymore or oh, anything. Okay. Well, but I don't I I don't really know so. Well, it would be really cool in game if you know we all decided to meet at somebody's hangar, you know, and we, we all yeah. had, we all had coordinates and we're all coming from different places and uh, we punch in our coordinates and all arrive there, you know. Rather, yeah, and yeah, rather than have I it think, be an instance sort of thing. Yeah, and I'm sh- I'm pr- I'm sure they've talked about like guild hangers too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I. I wasn't one of the uh, the higher uh, backing uh, levels at the the initial Kickstarter or whatever, um, like some kind of luxury pad <laughs> that you could meet with your friends at? Hmm, I, don't I thought that. that was a thing, like a place that you could kind of like. I don't know if you guys played GTA Online, GTA Five Online, yeah. but uh, yeah, they had apartments in that game. Mm-hmm. You could you could buy your apartment, but the way it worked was, um, you could have like there could be like a limitless amount of apartments in this apartment building because it was like instanced, right? Oh. So you could technically have like the same room as somebody else as a hundred other people right. but it was instant so you're not in the same room right you all have the same address but you're not in the same place yeah yeah 
I, you know, I never had anybody over into my apartment in GTA. Did you? I did. I had a couple. Okay, so you, so you were able to have other players come join you there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. And um, you can have people come into your garage too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The way it worked was you had to be on like the same. You had to be in the same game, and then you come to their apartment building, and then when you push like X or whatever on the door to the to the apartment building it if you had a room there it would say do you want to go to your room or do you want to go to the other person's room oh okay and then the other person would have to go to their like the door inside their apartment and let you in oh that's clever yeah so yeah GTA online is pretty fun i like that game i'm i'm pretty excited for the pc version to come out yeah yeah, I when they I don't know if you remember they had a thing with uh, the online money and to make everybody happy they gave ev- everyone like five hundred thousand dollars or something. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's when I got my apartment was with that uh, that big money. I'll drop. be honest. Yeah, I'll be honest. I I got mad at that that game's money system mm-hmm. because it just it felt like the payout was so low. And you had to you had to grind like the same missions over and over to get any good amount of money. Yeah. And those missions were not fun. So like the fun missions didn't give you any money, and it <laughs> it pissed me off. So I actually went on YouTube and looked for these money glitches that people were finding, mm-hmm. and I made like two million dollars off of it in like a couple nights. Excellent. And then I never played again because I had I had like all of the good cars. <laughs> <laughs> you you totally destroyed your own immersion. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. So um the last three things are a new pause menu. Uh excitement ensues. <laughs> yes. Hey, it's in it's uh, in two dimensions now. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> now in stunning 2D. Yes. Uh okay. Then we have uh, Six Degrees of Freedom, that acronym I learned from our own Caleb Worth. Yes. You're very welcome. <laughs> uh, and then uh, what's this last thing? Uh, subscriber Flare. Um, uh, along with the uh, the new um, hangar, um, I also got a spooky-looking three-locker wall set for being a subscriber. And uh, so that was pretty cool. Um, I also uh, spent five bucks and got a jukebox to put in my asteroid hanger, and I can't figure out how to load music onto it. So um, all it's doing, <laughs> all it's doing, is just playing the launcher music. So that's kind of uh, oh. kind of annoying. But I I did I did read that it's it's possible, but nobody seems to know how. So, uh-huh. um, <laughs> but then in the in the locker, I found uh, some pretty cool stuff. I found a girly calendar. Um, <laughs> a uh, some toilet paper, which is good, um, and uh, and then in the third door, which wouldn't open up at first, uh, I found a gold lame smoking jacket. So Ooh. I am set. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, do you do you read uh, Jump Point? Uh, you know, I skimmed through it. I have um, I read the article for the M50 because I that came out right after I bought it. But uh, in general, I haven't been. Mm-hmm. And I didn't I could have sworn Chris Roberts like says on uh, Ten for the Chairman that it's like fifty pages long. It is. 
It is. A lot of pictures. You know, a lot, wow. a lot of concept art, and what do they call it, gray boxed, when ships are um, are in the, where they're all grayed out, and they're just yeah. showing, just showing the, uh, the color or the, uh, the yeah, shapes. Yeah, like no textures. Yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of that stuff. Huh. But it's cool, and, yeah. you know, and it's, one of the cool things about one of those was they showed a lot of everyday objects like, um, you know, garbage cans in a big city park, you know, that have kind of a weird shape to them and how they took that mm-hmm. shape and turned it into a control panel in a, in a ship, you know? So, oh. so it's a, you know, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. I just, 50 pages. That's, that's a lot. And how, how often does it come out? Once a month. Oh, I believe it's wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I, I guess if I subscribed, I'd probably just look through all the pictures yeah. I think that's mostly what people do, yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's uh, V9. If you want a more in-depth um, sort of chat about that, we covered it in uh, episode one, so you can go back and listen to that. Please do. Um. So, yeah, we're up to version 13.0.2. Yeah. Which is just a bunch of behind-the-scenes stuff, isn't it? Well, they did. Um, they did add some um, increased sensitivity for us gamepad users. Um, oh, okay. Uh, so it made flying a lot easier. Um, so mm-hmm. that oh, was nice. in the most recent one. So I'm 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 just real real tickled about that. Uh, but yeah. there was a lot of stuff that got punted on to 13.1, uh, including the fully configurable controls. Um, Man, I <laughs> there were. There were a bunch of people that were upset about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, although in this in this version we do have um, three presets for the I think each the keyboard and for the gamepad. So um, yeah, uh, you know it's, it's definitely better than it was. Um, yeah. So I'll have to try a gamepad because um, I do I like using a gamepad mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, when I'm playing like an FPS on PC, I usually stick with the mouse and keyboard because I know everybody else is going to destroy me if I have a gamepad. Yeah. But uh, I, I I like using a gamepad because you can just sit back and, you know, you don't have to have your arms up in the air and it's more comfortable, I guess. Yeah, and it's, you know, like for games like GTA, um, I prefer the gamepad because I'm driving most of the time. You know, yeah, and so in this game, I'm flying. The keyboard is horrible for driving. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm guessing that in the in the, when the persistent universe uh, comes around, we're going to be doing a lot of flying. So, yeah, and um, also with the um, uh, if and when Oculus Rift comes out, um, uh, you know, with that thing on my head, I'm, I'm thinking uh, a. A smaller control set is uh, going to be much more manageable than trying to find keys on a keyboard. Yeah. And I guess um, Oculus just came out with a new dev kit. Yeah. Well, which, uh... Dev kit 2 has been out for a, a little bit now. But the cool thing that they just brought out was um, for the, I think, John, you and I talked about it, was the um, gear, VR gear for, yeah. for the um, uh, uh, Samsung Galaxy 4 Note or something. Note, like. Note 4, yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm hoping uh, they do something similar for the iPhone. Yeah, although I'm, I kind of feel like they're just going to use that for mobile games, and it won't like hook into your PC. Oh yeah, yeah. 
I, I yeah. think so. Yeah, because you you're really limited on your processing power, but you know. Yeah. I think it'll be fun, you know. I mean, if you have to, you know, you're waiting, you know, at the doctor's office or something, you know. I mean, you just <laughs> hang out with your goggles on. <laughs> oh man, that would be great. You look over and some guy is like playing some like crazy immersive like space shooter. Yeah. yeah. It's like, whoa. <laughs> that, that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. Yeah. Um, but no, I th- I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Oculus came out with a new dev kit like last a couple days ago. Oh yeah, there was something uh something bay something or other. Um yeah, I know what you're talking Let's about. Let's see here. Cuz they just um, had their their big conference. Yeah. Yeah, so um I guess I was kind of upset that they are going for another dev kit and not like a uh, retail, yeah, but it kind of sounds like the next one might be retail. I think so. So, well, I think they've got stuff. It just to, feels like it's taking so long. They got stuff they got to work out, you know. And I think not the least yeah. of which is how to deal with people that wear prescription glasses. Be- uh huh. Because all the reports that I've read, um, uh, people say, "Oh, you know, it kind of works," but you know, you can sort of read between the lines, and they're just going, "It hurts." You know, it's not comfortable. <laughs> I can't do this for four yeah, hours at a time. Yeah, that sounds like the biggest concern is that, um, yeah, ha- having it on your head for so long, it, it's it's heavy and um, it makes you dizzy Yeah. yeah. after too long. Well, yeah. and even nauseous. I had a friend that tried it at PAX, and he said after 10 minutes he he got really sick for about 15 minutes. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I think yeah, I there's still like, work to do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited though. Once, hopefully they can like work out all those kinks, and I'll be able yeah. to play it for like a couple hours at a time. Yeah. Especially you. But know, I already. Sorry, I'm no. So, go ahead. Gonna, especially with the persistent un, persistent universe, you know. I mean, how cool would that be just to have all those star nothing but stars all around you? Yeah. When I remember when Skyrim came out, I was looking everywhere for like a head mounted display. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. I really knew about the Oculus, how it moves when you move your head, mm-hmm. but, um, they've had like head mounted displays in the past mm-hmm. and I, they've never been good. Yeah. <laughs> but when Skyrim came out, I wanted one. I wanted one so bad. Like yeah. I was willing to pay hundreds of dollars so I could be in Skyrim. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, yeah, I hope that becomes a reality soon. Well, I think it, it'll probably happen um, before or about the same time that the uh, Persistent Universe launches. So, you know. Yeah. Mm. It could be a really, Hopefully. really happy year. Yeah. All right. Um, Citizen Con. Yeah, it's coming up. Coming soon. Yeah. When does it? When When is it? It's November 10th. Or, I'm sorry, October 10th. Um, October 10th. Yeah, and it's in California. I'm in California, so I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, there were tickets available, and I almost pulled the trigger, but uh, I, then I checked the airfare and um, uh, hotel, and it would have ended up costing about 600 bucks. and I just said, you know, I, I just can't, can't do it right now, but... Uh, so I, went, I can't believe there were tickets available, because they're only selling 300 right? Yeah, 
Yeah. I was surprised wow. too. Yeah. I thought those would get snatched up in like seconds. Yeah, I was sort of surprised too. But um, weird. Yeah. So so, but it's gonna be uh, maybe I don't know. Did they stream the last one? The last wave of tickets? No. Did they stream or... the last Citizen? Oh, Con? sorry. Um. Uh, I don't. I can't remember. I think they did. Yeah, because they're streaming this one. So. Um, yeah. Maybe a lot of. And I know they have a, a a lot a large fan base in Germany, and you know, I mean, uh, you can yeah. imagine the airfare for that would be just crazy. Yeah. So, hopefully, we'll get some big news out of that. Yeah, yeah, and because and then PAX Australia is right after that, I believe. Uh huh. So, um, yep. Keeping keeping my ear to it. Yep. Um, and then the last bit of news we have is um, they're going to be coming out with concept ship sails. Yeah. So I'm buying them all. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, there's just a post about it um, with, like, how many ships on there? Like six S- ships? Is six, it? six ships. Yeah. Six maybe ships. We're not sure if they're all ships, right? Well, um, I was reading something in the... You're referring to the Miss Hull Sea? Yeah. Yeah, I was ref, uh, looking in the um, uh, forums about that, and it, it apparently is a ship, And uh, but people are sort of complaining about it because it um, doesn't have enough hard points, but it's apparently massive. It holds like 9,000 freight units. Uh-huh. So um, I think it's a wow. ship. I mean, it, at first it appeared like it might be uh, just a cargo container that you could either uh, pull with a tug or affix to your uh, existing ship somehow, but uh, it it now uh, appears to be an actual ship. Huh. So, so, um, so can you explain how this all this stuff works? Sure. So I guess these six ships were stretch goal uh, winners or stuff that we won for uh, reaching stretch goals. And um, so what they've done is they've gotten these six ships to the point where the artwork has been approved by Chris Roberts. Um, And so they're going to go forward and uh, allow backers to purchase the concept level ship. um, And it'll be a one-week sale. So if you don't get it during that week, you're not going to be able to get it again until the ship becomes hangar ready. Um, Yeah. So um, they're uh, and that's going to be the concept is going to be based off like a little bit of information and some concept art. I believe that's it. I think that that it's just been worked up by their modeling people, um, and they've got it to a point where uh, it does um, it does the stuff. It looks like it does the stuff it's supposed to do, and um, and it looks cool. Uh huh. Um, so there's a, an, a, a mining platform. The RSI Orion is going to be a, a mining platform, which um, is going to be pretty cool. Um, and then um, there's that uh, just crazy, awesome-looking uh, luxury yacht, the uh, Origin 890 Jump. Yeah. Um, are you guys thinking about getting any of these? or? Um. The thing is, I searched for RSI Orion on uh, the Googles, (laughs) and the first image that pops up is, like, the most incredible thing I've seen so far of Star Citizen. (laughs) 
And if this is a thing, and I can mine with it, then I want it, and I want it bad. Now, is that because the spider that mining. pops up? Uh, what is it? Is that the spider that pops up, or is that a different thing? Uh, no. Oh. That one's like the mining robot. Right. Wait, did you just did you just Google RSI Orion? <laughs> we both did. No, I did not. I did not. I was just oh. guessing that's what came up. No, I think that I guess that one's just called a mining robot. Okay. All right. Uh, no, this one not an actual ship, just a robot. Oh wow. Yeah. I don't know if this is a ship, but on the, I don't know where this image came from. I don't know if it's official. It looks pretty official. And it looks pretty badass i mean it looks like something out of dune yeah yeah oh yeah oh man i got so, uh, i got to put this away i, I put it away <laughs> <laughs> i'm a pretty big fan of minecraft and for some reason i actually like just mining for hours in that game so <laughs> if i can do something like that in star citizen i'll probably be happy yeah 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 awesome. so um so yeah, go vote for the ship that you want to see first. Cause are they go- they're going to do all of these, right? Yeah. But the one that we vote for is the one that they're going to show first. Well, what they said was that uh, they already know which one that they're going to put on sale first. Uh, but go ahead and vote for all of them anyway, and that will help determine the order that the rest of them show up. So. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Or at least that's. I hope it's how I interpreted it. I- yeah. I hope it's the Orion. <laughs> yeah. I I want the information runner. I want the Drake Herald. I think that's going to, you know, the more I read about all of the um, you know, we'll talk about it again in the um um in the uh uh topic of the week. Um there's just going to be a lot of jobs just for guys to get in little tiny ships and fly really fast to faraway places and get information and you know, have to escape bad guys and uh and then get paid for it. So yeah, I think it's yeah. That really one cool. sounds pretty cool too. Yeah, and then uh, the the Anvil Karak or however you say that. Yeah. Um, explorer ship, constellation size sounds pretty good. Yeah, it's. I mean, you know, I might even if that it depends on how hard it. Can you fly your Connie with just one person? I don't know. That, yeah, let's see. That's, I, that's what I'm kind of concerned about. Is that if you get too big of a ship, you can't pilot it by yourself. Then you know. Um, uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I don't think I, I don't think I can actually, mm. I think they've talked about that, that you'll need to like hire, you'll either have to have a real person or hire NPC to, to man the stations. Oh. I think you could, you know, you could probably fly it just in a, <laughs> in a simple mission, but, but if you got to yeah. do anything that's like taking, you know, any other abilities besides just movement it's going to be kind of difficult yeah yeah i bet you can't fly it and control any guns at the same time no that makes sense yeah yeah well i was thinking that if if this carrick because the the description it talks about it has just really powerful uh, mapping computers and sensors and stuff so that you're able to be a much more efficient explorer um and it also has amenities on board that it would allow you to be out in space for extended periods of time. Um, you know, like it has a medical center on board or, um, and, you know, like, uh, you know, a really uh, well-stocked um, uh, kitchen and stuff like that. So 
Um, if it if it's reasonable and and uh, can be uh, piloted by a single person in a pinch, mm -hmm. then I I could uh, I could melt my uh, freelancer dir down and uh, and get that instead. Yeah. Because I'm I'm thinking the one thing I don't like about my dir is that I can't carry uh, my other ships with it. You know, it's not quite big enough. It's just a little bit too small for that. Um, uh -huh. But I'm guessing that this would have enough room that I would be able to um, uh, to put one of my racing ships in it. Maybe. So. I I I think even the constellation that can carry a ship mm -hmm. is like a a smaller ship. Oh. I think I think it's pretty small, and I think the only ship that can take like like an Aurora or a ship in that size class is the Idris. Oh. Okay. So far. So I don't, I don't know, I don't know what this one's gonna have, but hopefully it'll you, have something you like could, that. You should just buy a carrier Gleep. That'll just solve everything. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, there you go. All right, <laughs> problem solved. <laughs> oh man, that would be pretty cool though. If you could have sort of a smaller <laughs> carrier that, like, your guild people right. could have their ships in. Yeah. yeah, and you could actually fly it around. That'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, those guys with ships need a ship to put their ships in. <laughs> Shipception again, yeah. yes, indeed. <laughs> I think they've talked about being able to man a carrier, like take it over, uh huh, or something. I don't think you can like buy one, but I think like pirates could take one over. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure they've said that. Yeah, I. It sounds um, like I think, I think the problem with it is it takes like like dozens or hundreds of people to actually keep it running mm -hmm. and you, like npcs wouldn't go along with it because they're law-abiding so oh. it would probably like if you took it over it'd probably die pretty soon or something i don't know but i want a carrier we're, give me the carriers we're just gonna have to get a whole we're gonna have to step up our recruitment campaign <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right it's time for the verse chat. Yay. <laughs> what what is that reaction supposed to mean? Oh no, no, that was I, I was happy and looking over. That to was my genuine? Right. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> uh, okay. So we've got a bunch of stuff from the last three episodes of Ten for the Chairman. Um so in thirty six we got a question about uh PvP versus PvE. And Chris Roberts said that there's going to be a slider. Um, and I guess he's talked about stuff like this before, but yeah. not really the word slider. Yeah, I've heard that. Okay. Yeah, so, I think that's been said. Okay. Sorry, continue. <laughs> um, I mean, how do you guys feel about that? Um, well, I... I think that it's a really good idea if you are, you know, t getting ready to go out and do some sort of a mission. You are able to set some sort of parameters um, uh, before the mission starts. I think it might be a little bit on the cheaty side if uh, you're partway through a, a mission and you move the slider away from the PvP uh, side because you're about to lose um, uh, a battle. Um, but... You know, I think it's um, I I think it's a it's a good thing because I I think if you're if you're always at risk of um, getting um, 
getting pirated by other players, then um, it's kind of, why would you take that risk? I think yeah. a, a big part of it too is um, pretty sure he's, he said earlier that um, it's, you know, if you go to a pirate area, your slider's not going to help you anymore. It's, it's kind of like a, if you're in a friendly area and you don't want to PVP people, you don't have to kind of thing. Oh. It's not like you're just going to get ganked in the in the areas that are, you know, rather safe. You shouldn't have to deal with bad guys. But if you want to be, you know, kind of doing all the PVP stuff right off the bat, then you can do that. That's kind of how I understood it. Oh, that makes okay. sense. Yeah. So like Cuz I wouldn't I wouldn't like to to just go into my menu and just when I don't feel like doing PvP, <laughs> just turn it off. Yeah, turn off the difficulty. I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I like, I like the risk of going out and potentially coming across pirates. I don't... I, yeah. I don't know. I, I think that'll I have, have to be there. I, yeah. It, it kind of reminds me of um, Far Cry 3 added a fast travel system. And Far Cry 2 didn't have fast travel. So when I came into Far Cry 3, I was upset that there was a fast travel system. Because you know that they designed the game about around you using that system. Right. So if you don't use it, then you're running, like, way too long. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't like fast travel, personally. <laughs> no. I'd rather yeah. run everywhere. But if the game gives me the option, then I have to use it. Right, it's true. You know, yeah, yeah. It's um, I and especially with a game like this, I mean, it, it's you know, and, and like Caleb was saying with the exploration, I mean, it's that's going to be half the fun. You know, is the the exploration of getting where you're going, and if you could just, you know, pop into a, a transport station and you know, you know, pop out on the other side of uh, the galaxy, then you know, that's I think sort of cheating yourself. Yeah, for sure. So, all right. What? Oh, I was yeah. gonna say. I th so anyway, just general. I think it's a good idea. I think you know having having the yeah. having the ability. You know, like especially the first day that you get your brand new Orion and you want to go out and do some mining. You know, if you can sort of turn down the the hostel a little bit just so you can uh, you know play with your new toy. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but but there's also policed areas that you could go and probably mine in, like within the UEE. Mm -hmm. Bounds, sure. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I guess I guess the way it could work is, you could go use your mining vessel or whatever on a planet that's within the UEE, um, and it wouldn't have like amazing stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah, then, if you wanted to go find something like really crazy, then you would go out of the bounds, and um, then there would be potential for danger. Right. Right. Yeah, and it's kind of like the easy things to get that are protected will get, you know, they'll be flooding the market. And so the things that are harder to get are actually going to be what you'll kind of want to try to get. So it'll kind yeah. of have a progression. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, and then in another interesting thing that they, that they covered in uh, episode 36 was uh, low-gravity FPS combat. Yeah. So different planets are going to have different levels of gravity. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. This is. I'm, it makes me more excited for the Borderlands pre-sequel coming up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. 
So that should be pretty interesting. Yeah. And I think there's a there's a first person shooter on Steam that's like all in space. Hmm. And you have to like use a jetpack to get around the map and stuff. Huh. Huh. I can't remember what it's called, but uh <laughs> But yeah, that kind of stuff is pretty crazy, especially in FPS, because there's like people under you and above you because you can like jump higher. I guess it'd be pretty interesting right. with uh, high gravity too. Probably move <laughs> slower. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. 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 I just want. Right, and then, uh, well, go. No, I was gonna say I just want to play claptrap. That's all. Oh yeah. <laughs> I knew it. Oh, I knew man. it. That game is going to be so weird. Yeah. <laughs> There's, like, laser guns and, like, what was it, ice, ice weapons yeah. or something? Yeah. I think I, I think I might like that. Yeah, the lasers. Lasers. All right, lights, um, maybe I'll get my lightsaber. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Yeah, I was hoping that uh, melee weapons would, would be in uh, Borderlands 2, but... The only oh, that thing would, that, that would really cool. happened there was uh, Zero had a, a sword that he pulled out when he yeah. did his super. <laughs> but you couldn't switch out the sword, which made me kind of upset. Yeah, yeah that could be pretty cool. Yeah. Um. All right. So in episode 37, we covered some stuff. And uh, Glee, tell have, us about it. We have 37 episodes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow! Yeah, we're veterans. Where have you been? <laughs> I don't know, man. Where am I? Well, there there were a couple of interesting questions that Chris got in this one, um, and a couple that I thought would be um, it's kind of applicable to ways that we had talked about uh, playing uh, the game when the when the PU comes out, and specifically because John has a constellation. Um, and, uh, so if we're all out on the constellation and we get into some uncharted, uh, territory, um, and head off in the rover, we land on a planet like in the commercial and we head off on our rover and then, uh, a tree falls on us and we all die. Um, <laughs> you know, what happens? And, uh, um, so what Chris said was, um, uh, that you would respawn on, on the nearest, uh, friendly planet. And there would be some generated fiction about how your almost lifeless body was rescued and recovered and brought, you know, by some merchant or, you know, some other uh, friendly uh, person uh, or being. Um, But what was frustrating, because I got real excited when he started uh, answering this question, and then I got really, like, frustrated because he didn't say anything about what's going to happen to John's Connie. I mean, (laughs) Uh, they're just going to, like, leave, leave... that awesome ship behind on that rock and then we're, you know, all in the emergency room. Yeah, so I guess we have to send in another question. Yes, yes. Ask the same question, but ask him what happens to the Connie. That's right, that's right. I will do that. I will do that. <laughs> um, and then the, the next question was um, one that um, uh, also sort of had a repeat question uh, today because episode 38 just came out today, the day we're recording this. And uh, essentially what the person said is if, I, um, if I'm if i boarded and guys come onto my ship and just throw grenades and uh, launch rockets everywhere, um, are they going to be able to kill all of my crew and then just fly away with my ship? Or are they going to do some damage to the ship too such that they may not be able to uh, 
take it away, or even uh, if they like blow an airlock or something, be killed themselves, get sucked out into space and be killed themselves. And uh, what Chris said is, yeah, absolutely. If you um, if you um, if there's a battle, there's going to be damage, and the damage is going to be to the people and to the uh, to the ship too. So you got to be you got to if you're a boarding party, you got to plan to uh, do things uh, strategically and not uh, just go in there with a uh, you know a bunch of laser cannons and just you know cut out walls and stuff. Uh, yeah, that's the interesting thing about this game is. If you can think of something that makes sense, they're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. And then the follow-up question today, which was kind of fun, uh, was uh, somebody wrote in and said, Hey, I'm getting boarded, um, but in the hold of my ship, I've got a smaller ship that has some weapons on it. So how about I get in my smaller ship, and then I fight the boarders with the weapons that are on that ship? Can I do that? And uh, will it hurt my big ship? And Chris said, "Well, yes, you can, and yes, it will. Uh, if you if you blow a hole in the side of your bigger ship with your little ship, then you have a hole in the side of your bigger ship." <laughs> so uh, I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's 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 kind of funny to think about, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've totally. I- I've, I don't know how um, how much you'll be able to like maneuver the ship, like w- inside the other ship. <laughs> <laughs> well, in GTA, I have thrown a grenade inside a car before stealing it. So, <laughs> so I, you know, it's a, you know, in the heat of the moment, strange things happen. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like trying to get into your ship and then <laughs> shooting the heavy weapons on it and like you're you like turn and then it just like like completely destroys like an entire corner of your Connie or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's like Star Wars episode 1 Anakin inside the space station or oh, yeah. inside the Federation yeah. ship. Yeah. I uh I try to remember those movies, or I try to not remember those movies as much as possible, but I do remember that part. Yeah, I see how I see how it is. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you one of those Star Wars fans that likes the original or the new trilogy? Um, I thought they got worse, but I was okay with the first one. Okay, okay. <laughs> I I, I don't like the, the third first one. one is okay. I like I okay. I can do the first two, not the third one as much. Okay. Okay. Right. See, my my biggest problem is so much how much CG they used, because oh, there yeah. are scenes where Yoda, it's just Yoda and like a stormtrooper, and that's like all that's in the shot, and yeah. everything in the shot is CG. Like the sto- they couldn't make some plastic um, armor <laughs> for some stormtroopers. Right. They had to make every single one CG. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like that awkward adolescence of CG and movie making, in my opinion. Like, I, I think now it's gotten better so that it could have been fine, but yeah, then it, does, it was kind of a stretch. I get the impression that J.J. Abrams is going to try to use a bunch of practical effects in Episode Seven. Yeah, you know, let's which hope. I hope is true. Yeah, let's hope. Um, okay, and then uh, in episode 38, which just came out today of 10 for the Chairman, um, he cover, we covered a question 
or he covered, I guess, yes, uh, <laughs> Chris Roberts answered a question about uh, jettisoning out your cargo before your ship explodes in a fight. Um, and the answer is, if you do that, if somebody doesn't pick it up before leaving the instance area, it's going to disappear within a few minutes. Um, so somebody could come in before that time is up and pick it up, but after that time, if there's nobody there, it's just going to disappear. Which is, I guess, it's kind of like how Minecraft works, mm-hmm. although it's it's opposite. So in Minecraft, if you drop an item on the ground, um, it's going to disappear in like 15 minutes or something. Mm-hmm. But if you leave that loaded area... It'll stay there forever until you come back in, and then the timer just keeps going. Hmm. Um, but I guess in Star Citizen, if you drop something, it'll stay there um, for however long until somebody picks it up, and if somebody's not there to pick it up, it disappears. Yeah, I think it was. The, it depends upon how many people you have in the instance. So, like in our suppose that in our previous example, all four of us are all. Three of us are in your Connie. We get squished by a tree, um, and there's no one else in that instance. Then maybe what happens is uh, your Connie disappears. Um, that still doesn't answer the question of how do you get it back, or you know what's the you know is it an insurance claim, or are they going to create some fiction to have it hauled back or something? But it sounds like yeah, I guess he didn't really cover what happens to ships. He only covered what happens to cargo. Right, right. But maybe the same rule applies, and then after that time is up, you just have to, you know, make an insurance claim on it. Yeah, I don't. The way I heard him or heard him say it was, it sounded like any asset that's there. That as long as okay, as long as there's a player character in the instance, then it will persist. But then, as soon as there are no more player characters in the instance, then there's a then the the clock starts, and then it's. Uh, uh, gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you've been trying to get a question yeah. into ten for the chairman. Uh, yes. Yes. I. Uh, this is this is a segment I like to call "Say My Name," Chris Roberts. Uh, <laughs> um. And <clears throat> so this was my first entry, actually. And um, I was uh, when John texted me earlier today and said, "Hey, the new uh, ten for the chairman is up." I got all excited and uh, I put it on uh, in the car on the way home and was disappointed that he, oh man he did not read my question. But I thought it, <laughs> I thought it was a good question. I, I said, uh, uh, you know, when are we going to be able to name our ships? You know, uh, we've got these cool ships that were, you know, we're backers and we, we back stuff because we think it's cool. And, uh, you know, wouldn't it be really cool if we could have our names or a logo on the side of the ship like they used to do in, um, you know, like in World War II, the fighter planes. Um, and um, apparently whoever's selecting questions for Chris didn't think it was that interesting. But I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. I, I will have Chris Roberts will say my name. But I just don't know how long it's going to I take. hope so. Yeah. I, th- I like your question. I like it. Yeah. I hope it gets answered. Well, he, uh, they, someone else said uh, in the forums, you know, hey, I, I, I asked, you know, a question and it didn't get answered. What do I do? And they said, just resubmit it. Because I guess a- a- uh-huh. after they, um, they select the questions for each episode, they just throw everything else out and then they just start over fresh again. So I'm not giving up. Mm-hmm. 
Not giving up. Cool. Um, and then, uh, Gleep, you put in a quotable submission from the subscriber forums here. Yeah, I, I thought, thought it, it was pretty funny. Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. This was right after I got my 350R. Um, a, a guy put in a post, and the title of the post was uh, Pet Husband, One Previous Owner, Free to a Good Home. <laughs> and in the, in the text of the message, uh, he said uh, that uh, his missus had uh, asked him how much he had spent on this not-yet-released game, and uh, in a moment of weakness... He told her. <laughs> oh my gosh! And but but it was working out okay because fortunately the neighbor's sofa is pretty comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, sounds sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think yeah, I, it's I, I'm <laughs> I'm kind of ashamed to admit how much I've spent to my fellow gamers. Yeah. Like the only people people I want to admit it to are people that are backing it with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know it's it's kind of scary. Yeah, I have faith in Chris Roberts oh, though. Oh boy, oh tons of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Um. So. Let's just briefly talk about the Arbiter's Guild because the show is running pretty long here. Yeah. So, uh, um, Gleep, what is the Arbiter's Guild? Well, it is what we got for the $53 million stretch goal. Um, and uh, I'm just going to go ahead and read the text verbatim here. Uh, okay. Independent Arbiter's Guild, have you been wronged by your superiors? Has the member of your organization entrusted with watching the funds been watching them go into their own pocket? Think you don't have any recourse? You're wrong. Fully licensed and bonded to work within the UEE and beyond, the Independent Arbiters Guild allows citizens and civilians, we don't discriminate, to file complaints against or within private organizations. Petition cases with our IAG representatives to have your voice heard and restitutions made. Is your business less than legitimate? IAG is only here to judge the matters you want us to. Confidentiality is guaranteed. Yeah, so when I first heard about this, I thought it sounded pretty interesting. But I thought it was NPC run. And then I talked to you. Yeah. And you told me that they're going to actually hire like a lawyer or something. Yeah. That's actually going to be looking through these cases and approving them. <laughs> yes. They're actually going to... Which is crazy. Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> I know. I know. And it's and I forget which show I, I saw it on, but they... Uh, it might have been... I think it was... was it, ben, it might have been something Ben Lesnick was on. But anyway, what they were saying is that they were going to get a paralegal or maybe even an attorney to do, to do it. And that it wasn't necessarily going to be somebody that was a gamer... So they wanted to sort of give it that kind of authenticity is like, yeah, because if it, if it was a, you know, a, a lawyer that's a gamer, they would be qualified probably to do the job, but they would be coming at it from a different perspective than someone who's, say, a lawyer and has no interest in gaming. You know, they would just like yeah. look at the facts and say, no, well, you know, hey, you took this and now you have to give it back and plus a little bit more for the trouble. So uh-huh. <laughs> I think it's going to, yeah, I think it's going to be fun. I just, what... You know, I was real excited to hear about it, but then um, I ended up with more questions than answers in the end, just because it's like, well, what kind of stuff can we complain about? You know, is it only yeah. is it only stuff you know um, in in our our organization where you know uh, 
uh, there's disputes about you know what you were supposed to do with money or something like that or if you get say you get robbed by pirates you know can you can you sue them uh, i guess would be the uh, the uh the question you know yeah and that's like actually i came up with an example here which uh, might be worth running through real quick um so okay so, so suppose i hire some mercenaries to escort me in my cargo ship uh from the mining operation to market and that um, everyone is a member of a different organization. Um, I just you know pick up these guys and say, hey, I need you to guide me. And we agree uh, that I pay them half of their fee up front and then a balance when we get there. Uh, and then halfway through the the, uh, the trip, they just all take off. They just say, you know, we'll, we'll take the half that we've got now and, and best of luck to you. So then I get attacked. I may even get attacked by buddies of theirs that they called um, uh, when I wasn't paying attention. And uh, I get boarded, lose my ship, or, or, or even worse. So is this the sort of thing that I'm going to be able to take to the IAG, or is it only going to be um, disputes where they're able to follow some sort of money trail, you know, where um, money came from John's account into my, or he gave me money uh, to go buy something, and I decided to go buy five more racing ships with it instead, you know? Mm-hmm. Is that, mm-hmm. you know, is... Does there have to be that sort of thing, or is it going to be a situation where um, you submit an argument and the other side submits an argument, and then they sort of weigh the merits of uh, of, of each argument and then make a decision? Yeah. So yeah, it sounds it sounds pretty interesting. So I can't I can't wait to hear more about how that's all going to work and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's like I, I, I think it's a really cool job, and I, and I feel sorry for the guy too, because he's like he's gonna have, he's gonna have, <laughs> yeah. he's settling internet arguments every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah. At least somebody's doing it. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> and it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of like I don't know. It's just a cool, another realism, another um, immersion thing that kind of just helps with the span of everything that's going to be in the game from you know things like that to um oh what was it last week um oh i mean just everything the graphics um there's some other stretch goal i'm thinking of though um of the languages stuff like that it's just like mm-hmm, crazy yeah. all the different things are including like actual like not just you know this letter looks like this it's not just a i don't know what you call that a pseudo language it's a full-on different languages that they're going to be making. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's immersion. I mean, they're they're designing immersion, which is just really, you know, instead of they're yes, they're designing ships and they're designing planets and stars and all of that, but they're they're those are props, you know, towards creating greater immersion, which I just think is makes this game so much um uh richer and um different than you know anything, you know, that we've uh we've uh, seen to this point. Yeah. So. Yeah. And Chris Roberts has talked about immersion, um, and striking that balance between immersion and fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so those are their number one priorities is having immersion while still, um, having the game be really fun. Yeah. So, yeah. and some people have wanted like, you have to go to the bathroom and stuff like that. <laughs> And he's just like, that's not fun. So, well, I have toilet paper. 
<laughs> and I have a toilet in my Connie too, so I'm pretty set for that feature if it ever comes out. Yeah, so I just but the the sad thing about the toilet paper is it, I can't pick it up off the shelf yet. So <laughs> Oh my gosh. So I mean so you just have to like rub up against it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like one of those. Okay, I think we should move on before uh, <laughs> we visualize that anymore. Um, so, uh, what have we been playing, Caleb? What have you been playing? I know what you've been playing. <laughs> you've been playing Arc Age a lot. Arch Age, yeah. Arch Age, right? Yeah. Who knew? How are you liking it? You like it? It is. It, it's like Skyrim, <laughs> Minecraft. It's a love-hate relationship. <laughs> It's okay. It's just okay. I'll just say a few things about it. I gotta, I gotta plug it really quick. Okay. So it is free to play um, with a few things that you've got to figure out. So there, if you want to own land, you've kind of got to um, pay a little bit to get patron status. But once you're rolling in the game, once you're, once you're kind of into it, uh, you're able to pay for um, patronage, and you know that basically covers your your monthly um, that you would normally have to pay. So it can be fully free to play once you once you get a little ways into it. Um, Didn't uh, I think uh, Wildstar did this? Yeah, Eve also did it. I didn't play it, but um, oh yeah, I, I knew that much. Hmm. Um, and okay, but about the game itself, um, there are multi crew ships, so it's kind of Star Citizen, but There's fantasy me- medieval version. And like spaceships? Sa- no, sailing ships. Like sailing ships. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I'm getting my fix of that, but actually I haven't built my first large ship yet. But um but the another thing that's different about it is the housing is not instanced. It is in the open persistent world. Oh wow. And, and you kind of have to fight for land. Um well, not fight for it literally, but you've got to you've got to kind of t- um, claim some land before other people get to it, and uh-huh. or wait for people to not pay their taxes and things like that, and try to take land. But um, lots of farming, very in-depth farming and crafting system. Um, everything from sheep to polar bears to apricot trees. They they have pretty much everything. Um, there's two factions that are kind of fighting, and then there's pirates. You can be a pirate. There's an interesting crime, crime system. If someone steals your tree that you planted out in public area, um, they'll leave footprints, and you can report it. And if people accrue enough crime points, they get sent to jail if they die. <laughs> did, you so. say, did you say if someone steals your tree? Yes. If you plant stuff or if you like have a crop or a, a, a animal farm or something and people steal it, then they they could get crime points if they get caught. So what you're so. saying is your number number one priority in this game <laughs> is tree security. <laughs> that's that's up there, dude. You need a, you need a lot of wood yeah. to make to make stuff. Oh, I got wood. <laughs> but you should you should seriously check out like um, just a video of the um, ship battles or just just even the water itself is the best water I've ever seen in an MMO. <laughs> it's crazy. That's and really what what it's uh, just a it's just a, into a game. <laughs> it's the it's just the water guys. You have to play it. <laughs> it does sound interesting though. That's I'm my, not that that's into player. MMOs, but I might have to watch some YouTube videos and see some more stuff about it. Yeah, yeah. there is a, a, a Caleb did turn me on to a couple YouTube videos, and I watched it. Um, and yeah, he's he's right. The the water is absolutely beautiful, and uh, 
that has this really cool mechanic for hang gliding around. Can you describe a little bit about what that is all about? Yeah, I forgot. There's there's a lot of cool transportation, but yeah, you have a glider, which is um, you can buy different types um, that do different things or have have better turning or whatever. And basically, it's your um, I don't know. It's just a, a quick way to get like downhill or a, a nice way to get up a hill that you can't just jump up. You can kind of get your glider out and get a little boost that way. Um, you can. Yeah, just basically jump off a huge mountain with it and fly over people's crops and see people farming or see people in the in the water fishing. There's fishing boats. There's just all this stuff. So, yeah. and um, mounts, of course. There's horses and elk and snow lions and all that kind of stuff, of course, as well as airships and carriages, which are nice because when you're trading, you have to carry a huge pack, which slows you down, and you can just sit on an airship and get where you need to go. Cool. Wow. Cool. Cool. So, Gleep, what have you been playing? Uh, a little game called Star Citizen. Uh, <laughs> oh. been, been getting my race on. Um, yeah, I try, I try to uh, play a little bit every day just because I know how important uh, flying is going to be uh, in Squadron 42 and then also in the Persistent Universe. So uh, I just mm-hmm. want to... Just keep working on my piloting skills, and uh, the new Six Degrees of Freedom uh, is added another dimension, which uh, can kind of kind of turns it into. Um, did you ever play Midnight Club, uh, the uh, the Rockstar um, driving no. game? Uh, it's it's kind of you get a little bit of that action, so it's pretty cool. I'm drifting all over cool. the place, yeah. Nice. Um, and uh, then I'm also uh, still uh, trying to finish up the end of Borderlands Two uh, before the um, uh, the next the prequel drops or the pre-sequel drops, and uh, I need some help killing uh, Son of Cromorak, so uh, anybody out there wants oh, to... Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll have to jump in there and do that. Yeah, give me give me a hand Sounds, with that. I'm Sounds down. fun. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I loaded uh, uh, Don't Starve. I don't know if you guys have seen that game on Steam. Uh, yeah, I have. I've seen... Yeah. I've... I listened to um, the Joystick podcast. Okay. Um, you, have you heard of Joystick.com? I don't think so. They're one of the bigger um, news gaming news outlets, uh, but uh, those guys over there really like that game. So I've heard a ton about it, but um, I've never actually played it. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Um, it's um, it uh, runs it runs on my laptop, which is why I'm playing it. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, I was trying to play some other games, and then uh, uh, the the processor was starting to melt. So I said, "This is not good." Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, so it's, I'm playing that, and it's then kind of <laughs> Minecrafty, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Except you're not really building. St- you craft things. You don't build them. You know. Uh, yeah. Um, but you have to gather resources and 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 don't starve. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. And then I've been playing a little Elite Dangerous too, just trying to keep my toe into that, just kind of see how the competition's going. Yeah. That's it. I have been playing Destiny. Ah. Oh yeah, that's right. And. I don't. I, I'm not sure how I feel about it yet because I haven't. Um, I haven't finished the campaign. Uh, or what you? I guess what you would call the campaign, the story missions. Um. But. It's it's kind of underwhelming to be honest. Mm. It it was it was built up like crazy. Like this this thing was advertised and. I, like it was going to be bigger than Call of Duty, and <laughs> um, 
I'm kind of, I feel let down by Bungie because they've delivered such amazing stories in the past with Halo. And this game has, like, no story at all. Hmm. And they, they set it up pretty cool with this thing called the Traveler, which comes to Earth and shows hum- humanity this amazing technology. And then this thing called the Darkness comes and, like, shuts down the Traveler. And so the Traveler is just hovering above Earth, at uh, above the last city on Earth. And it's just dormant. So uh, basically, your job as a Guardian is to go out and figure out how to, like, turn on the Traveler again. Um, And all that's really interesting, but then when you go and play the story missions, all you're doing is going to, like, some computer thing um, and then letting your ghost, which is, like, a little computer flying companion that's with you at all times, and it, like, scans it for a half hour while you have to defend him Mm. from enemies... And that's, like, all of the missions. That's how all of them are. Mm. And so it gets kind of repetitive because that's all you're doing. But the thing is, like, the gunplay and the actual gameplay is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Like, they nailed the first-person shooter aspect. The enemies are, like, diverse and really fun to kill. The, the, um, The boss mobs are so much fun. Um, and then I hear that the raid, which is an endgame raid, you have to, like, over-level to be able to play it, um, <laughs> is, like, really difficult and really fun. So I'm looking forward to playing that. But um, it's definitely definitely a fun experience with other people. Um, so I'd recommend it, playing with other people, but don't expect, like, an amazing story because um, they kind of... It feels like... They're saving it for later, uh, which I hope they are because Bungie's just their their story is so great, especially with Halo. I even went went and read some of the Halo books. Yeah, yeah, um, which are, fill in. Yeah, those are those are some good books, and and the lore there is pretty interesting. So hopefully they uh they pick it up for the future games because they have like a ten year plan, and they're supposed to be making like four games within or four more games within that 10 years so yeah hopefully that turns out better yeah i kind of get the sense that the internet doesn't like it you know that the internet has kind of done thumbs down on this yeah they have yeah that's what's too bad uh, yeah because it's bungee i mean it's supposed to be amazing yeah (laughs) yeah i i would i would recommend that you watch the um that everybody watch the Angry Joe review. Okay. <laughs> because I think he nailed it. Okay. Like, I've never seen him get this mad about a game, but he still nailed it. Wow. Like, he said he said that it's fun to play, but there's all these things that are irritating. And it's... I, I really enjoy Angry Joe reviews because he brings up so many interesting points. And he's actually pretty rational, even though he gets so mad about stuff. <laughs> Uh, I heard that the little mm. computer guy that that follows you around that that's Tyrion from Game of Thrones. Yeah, Peter Dinklage. Yeah, yeah, he's in the new X Men movie. Oh, is he really? I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. He's in the most recent one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. His his delivery is, um, 
one of the worst voice acting jobs I've ever heard. That's what I heard. <laughs> yeah, it was really surprised me. And then I, I, I watched a couple of videos and said, man, that's really flat. I wonder why he did it like that. It's like he Skyped it in yeah. and read the lines over the course of like a half an hour. Man, that's too bad. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. he has such great personality. I mean, it's it's. I mean, of course. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. I think he's a good actor. I yeah. just think, I think he was. It, it was like a cameo thing or something. They they got him, but they didn't get him for long enough or something. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. that was kind of disappointing too. But it it turns into like a a laughing point yeah. really. Okay. Because <laughs> like everything he says is just so poorly delivered that you just laugh at it every time yeah let's okay i gotta say one more thing about arch age okay it's hilarious when you're when you're when your mount dies or something uh whatever you're riding an elk or a horse or whatever and you you put it back in your inventory essentially to you know get it back out later and so you you press whatever button it is to get it back out but it's dead and so it just like it spawns in front of you and just kind of crumples over <laughs> and I just, I just laugh every time because like the physics are super good in this game, uh-huh. and so it's just like it dies every time you pull it out. So. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go to a stable hand to have them revive it. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's well, I th- that's what I thought of. This show has gone pretty long. I think it's time to to end to end this juggernaut of a show. Excellent. <laughs> so um. Yeah, I think, uh, I think we kind of agreed that the sh- that we would keep it to around like forty five minutes. So uh, maybe we'll try to do that next week. Yeah. But, <laughs> Bonus talent. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right, Gleep. Where can we find you? Oh well, I am Gleep, and I am a proud member of the Those Guys with Ships Star Citizen organization. Come and join us. The water won't bite. I can be reached at House Gleep. On the Twitter machine, and I am Gleep on the IRSI subscriber forums, and also on Steam. And that's Gleep, uh, Gleep, spelled with uh, G L three three P. Because I'm leet like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Caleb, where can we find you? Um, generally on Steam, uh, Katarn, and also on Twitter, Katarn, um, Katarn eighty seven, I guess, and. <laughs> Yeah, that's about it. Cool. Awesome. All right, you can find me on uh, the Twitter, the Twitter machine, and um, uh, what's it? (laughs) Steam. You can find me on Steam at the Only Jonto, and then you can find my YouTube and Twitch at the Only John Connor, where I'm hopefully when uh, private matches come out, I'm going to be streaming a ton of Star Citizen, and uh, I might, I might also have a giveaway on there too. So awesome. yeah, check me out on there. And then uh, you can find us at HeroesTavern.com where we have forums and a mumble server where we uh, kind of gather to play games and stuff. And then uh, we have other podcasts too, including a World of Warcraft pod- uh, podcast um, run by uh, Kugo the Mighty, the one and only. Hey, Nick. Um, yeah. So uh, go check that out if you're into WoW. Um, and then you can follow Heroes Tavern at Heroes Tavern. You can follow the show, the Versecast, at Versecast. You can email... Oh, I knew I forgot something. You can email the show at theversecast at gmail.com. If you have any questions or comments or uh, feedback, 
you know, email us, tweet us, whatever. We'll respond and stuff. Um, you can find the uh, you can find our organization, those guys with ships, at robertspaceindustries.com slash orgs slash versecast. Um, I th- are we leaving it open or are we gonna do um, like an application? Um, I'm I'm okay with uh, well, leaving it open, but yeah, I I feel like the best thing to do is leave it open. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, because because we're not we're not uh, doing anything crazy we'll have, and yeah, we'll have guidelines probably, but yeah, yeah. we won't we won't keep yeah, we'll have some being rules. reasonable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. absolutely. So, we'll be welcoming. Uh, yeah, find us there, and I think you have to hit join or something, and then one of us will accept you or whatever. But yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, that's where you can find the show. Uh, we have that... candy corn. <laughs> yes, yes, we do. We have it's almost that time. Corn. Yeah, it's almost that time. It is. <laughs> Virtual candy corn. <laughs> All right, I think that about does it. Um, this has been the verse cast episode two, and we will see you in the verse. See ya. Bye bye.